0: Welcome to Keeping Fit And well. Co. and that's what I'm doing, I'm just keeping you fit and well because I'm your host KP and I'm sponsored by the podcast studio in Glasgow who's my bestest friend. So, by the way, see so if you hear any noises, banging, screaming, rolling about it's because the kids are in and it sounds like there's two fucking elephants up the stairs when they're in, genuinely. And I say this all the time, I'm like... It feels like they're sprinting. Like our hall isn't that big up the stairs. I'm like, feels like they're like doing 800 meter sprint, something down, like the hall. Like, how? So, just to warn you that that's the noise. It's nothing in your house. You don't need to go and check the back door. Nobody's trying to break in. It's my house. And if you hear another little noise, that might be my soul dying a wee bit. So, I hope you've had a good week. We're getting close to Christmas. I keep walking into Asda and seeing that fucking big tree going like at 40 sleeps. 39 sleeps. I don't need that added stress. 39 sleeps to what? 39 sleeps to me not sleeping, Ratman hunters' a presence, watching them getting destroyed the next morning, cleaning it up, then having to get dressed up to go and sit in somebody's living room. Oh, yeah. That's fucking brilliant. I can't wait. That sounds amazing. I cannot wait. But just to ruin it a wee bit more, I'm going to talk about the alcohol. Mm Mm-hmm. Has an effect on your health? Yes, it does. And this was actually... This podcast has been inspired by the girls and my membership who were discussing this and it can be a bit of a sketchy subject, like from people who drink a lot of alcohol to people that don't drink, like it's a very difficult subject to navigate, like, do you know what I mean? So, for example, I don't drink. I don't like it. Within half an hour, I've got a fucking splitting headache. I've also got another wee histamine issue, which is totally aggravated by alcohol. It doesn't taste nice enough for me to put up with the fucking itchiest fucking tits in the world. So I just prefer not to have it when I go out. Not that I actually go out anymore. Thankfully, people have stopped inviting me out to things. But when I used to go out to things, works nights out, the killers. Oh, why do people have works nights out? Why? Why? Um, but anyway, you go there and it's like, fucking hell, man, you've just slapped somebody's ma in the face because you've refused a Jaeger bomb. What? She doesn't drink. That's all you get on night. This is Christine. She doesn't drink. I'm, I do other things as well, by the way. It's not just that, that I don't drink, I do other things. You know what I mean? Then then you get it on. night. How are you not drinking? Just have a drink. I'm your fucking ride home, so you better shut up. But see, honestly, that pressure, oh, having to you explain yourself, why do you not drink? Just drunk people asking you why you don't drink and then not listening to your answer anyway. But what I usually say is, um, I suddenly become straight and I start hitting on your husband. So after that, I've just I don't fucking keep the alcohol away for her. See her? No, no, get away. No, no. Um, but it is it's the pressure when you don't drink and you're no fun. You're no fun. Listen, you're no fun because you need to fucking poison yourself to be fun. And even at that, only you think you're fun because you're fucking poisoned, (laughs) right? So don't you stress about it if you're trying to stay on the straight and narrow and you don't like drinking but you feel the pressure because I felt it too. But you know what? I don't give a fuck if somebody's moaning all night. That's ruined their night. You know what I mean? So just gives me an excuse to leave early. Bye. Then you've got the other side of it where people do drink. If you start to challenge how much they do drink, um, you can see their back going up a wee bit. Don't like to talk about it, try and justify it. Um, don't want to feel like they rely on it, you know. Maybe they aren't going to AA meetings. Over here, when you think an alcoholic, some people might think of somebody like, do you know what I mean, with that alcoholic look, away down with the blue bag for the shop and all that. My brother was an alcoholic. Um, and people just get a wee bit, oh, that's not me. I've got a job, I stay in a nice... But if you're honestly having alcohol every week and you can't go a week without it, then I would really need to question your reasons for drinking. Do you know what I mean? But again, if you go into that subject, I see it all the time. I'm working with a crowd of the West of Scotland, the fucking hardest crowd to sell fucking health to. We want deep fried Mars bars. (laughs) We want wine do you know what i mean we have buckfast over here for fuck's sake so it's a tough crowd and i see when i start to talk about this and talks and groups and things like that people glaze over or they look annoyed at me they have got to square go me at the end of the fucking talk because i've told them that alcohol is not good for your health do you know what i mean don't fucking shoot the messenger all right so let me see what i've got here for you now alcohol's impact on health Particularly birds, by the way, because see, our hormones, they work like a perfect orchestra. So we start to throw in some hormone grenades like alcohol, which feeling drunk is the fact that you've poisoned yourself. I think it's going to have an effect on your hormones. Just saying. So drinking can not only affect your mental health because it's a downer, right? It's a downer, alcohol. Is a downer, one of my clients said to me once. Every time I drink wine, I just cry. I'm like, why the fuck are you drinking wine then? What a good night. Like that. Get the tissues out because I'm going to have a good greet the night. Where's that wine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So uh, alcohol is a downer. It's not you. It's alcohol. And I mean, not just the time you're drinking it. It's the effects will last four, five days. And then what? It's the weekend again. Or in Scotland, I don't know. Fucking celebrity in the jungle. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, John. Have a wee wine, Jim. Do you want a wee wine? Because he knows you're in a better mood and there's more chance of sex. But actually, longer term, Jim, it kills a woman's sex drive. So maybe you should stop that. <laughs> So it gives us things like hormone deficiencies or it can increase certain hormones that aren't good for our body, like too much estrogen. I've told you girls before that the kind of main things with your hormones that keep us all tippity top is the adrenal glands, the liver, which you're fucking destroying it. And people go, oh my God, alcoholic's liver, it regenerates and it's absolutely fine. Shush, right? Then you've got the gut health, which alcohol, you're using alcohol gel on the hands. To kill the viruses. So what's that doing to your good gut bacteria? Where your serotonin is? Your dopamine? Your happy hormones? You're killing it. What fucking chance have you got? Do you know what I mean? So all these things are affected by alcohol. And I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I mean, it also affects things like fertility, your reproductive system, you know. And people think that it's actually quite easy to get pregnant. Most of the women that I work with have fertility issues right, so you're all worried about oh the pregnancy, you'll get the mad pal that just walks past the penis and she's pregnant, do you know what I mean but most of us, like it's a struggle to now get pregnant it's a modern day kind of problem we've got now, so most of the women I work with as fertility issues, I'm like that to them you need to cut the alcohol out, but that's not only the only group that I tell and you perimenopause women are going to get it in a wee minute, but I've got other things to talk about first So it has an effect on that. Women who drink excessively face a higher risk of heart damage. That's a bit of an issue. That's a wee bit of an issue because as our estrogen drops, that's the number one killer for women. And some people, a lot of people think it's breast cancer that's the number one, but it's actually not. It's not that at all. It's your heart, heart disease so it puts you at higher risk just having a few glasses of wine and i don't mean like you need to be excessively drinking every day which is the scary part you know i mean alcohol use can also result in accelerated brain tissue shrinkage decline in brain function and brain damage in women more than men so This is particularly concerning for females like who are young teenagers, right? Because their brains are still well-developing. And also for my women in perimenopause. Because perimenopause is this rewiring of the brain, right? The last thing you want to do is have a brain toxin. Now, it's not good news, is it? Personally, I would just say to you, See, for the time you're in, the 10 years you're in, the perimenopause, I would cut alcohol out or I'd have it once every few months because it's going to damage your health, you know? And it's so funny because it's one of these things, it's like smoking, it's like eating junk food. You don't have a problem right now when you're having your wine and whatever else, you don't have a problem now. But you'll eventually get there with an issue. And it's funny how much this culture we live in waits until there is that problem then go oh fuck oh no and then try and deal with it. I hate that I really hate that for people I'm like more about prevention is the cure let's like stay in top of health let's be proactive so it does really upset me when that happens to people and it's like just wish I had cut out the alcohol and see as well now I'll get into these a bit more later but there's loads of really cool non alcoholic stuff you can have now. And they've designed it where there's like wee botanicals in it and it's cool, man. So, anyway, we've got different ways of drinking. I don't know about anywhere else. Because some, you know, like some people are listening to this and they're in Australia, they're in Dubai. Like, I'm mostly talking about the Scottish, the Scottish culture when we are quite bingey as well. So, the binge intoxication stage so here a person experiences the rewarding effect of alcohol such as a euphoria reduction in anxiety repeated activation of the brain's reward system reinforces alcohol drinking behavior leading to that habit formation right so we're getting that big we're not drinking all week and then we're fucking binging at the weekend right negative effect withdrawal stage when a person addicted to alcohol stops drinking now when I'm saying this do you need to have a drink at the weekend do you need to have a drink when something goes wrong do you need to have a drink where do you need to have it if you didn't have it would you be bothered about it or do you start thinking about it in the afternoon and then even worse the thought of saying no to yourself starts to make you feel anxious you start to think, oh no, am I not having wine tonight? And you kind of, it consumes your thoughts a bit. Because if so, then I would say you're in this category, right? When a person is addicted to alcohol, stops drinking, they experience withdrawal symptoms, which are the opposite of the positive effects of alcohol. This stage is categorized by diminishing activation in the reward system. So dull, feeling fatigued, feeling very low mood, eh, not coping with stress as much. Very sluggish, you know what it's like. When you were younger, you used to get a hangover or none. And then when you got older, you kind of cope with it the same. Um, what is so interesting is see my grandpa. He was an alcoholic and he got senile dementia and he forgot he was an alcoholic and that's what actually killed him. It's crazy irony, isn't it? So, anticipation stage. During this stage... An individual seeks alcohol, again, after a period of maybe not having it. So the compromised function in the brain plays a role in this stage. So it's like rumination. It's like, oh, I can't wait for a wee wine the night. Do you know what I mean? So I've got all these different stages of that. Now, personally to me, comes to a Friday, I don't think about alcohol at all. I don't even think about it if I'm out at an event. I just personally I don't like it, I don't like the effects it has on me, I know how bad it is for my health so I don't have it but for you if you're somebody that has this sort of rumination which is like thinking about it, it's the same with people who smoke, they don't necessarily enjoy the cigarette, they enjoy the feeling of the relief of not thinking about having a cigarette do you know what I mean? So you are maybe like from like, your, your cigarette break's going to be 12 o'clock It's 11, you're like, right, I've got an hour, going to have that cigarette in an hour. And it sort of consumes your thoughts. Then when you have it, it's done. You're like, oh, thank God. So for me, what I get people to do with this type of thing is set an alarm on your phone for maybe 10 minutes. So you're going to have your alcohol, your cigarette or whatever. This works really well, by the way. And set an alarm on your phone, 10 minutes. Go like this to yourself, Seen 10 minutes. If you still want the cigarette, if you still want the wine, then have it, right? But what you're doing is you're just showing yourself that you've got control over the situation a wee bit. So the 10 minutes, it will come and go and you'll be all right. Then you'll probably go to yourself, I could actually probably do another 10 minutes, do that. Meanwhile, you could be getting yourself busy with something else. You're taking your thoughts away from constantly thinking about having the thing, right? Because it's very hard. Now, I've read a book called The Chimp Paradox. It's a really, really good book, especially if yous want to kind of stop this drinking as much. You've got this kind of wee chimp in your head that might be saying to you, fucking hell, KP. It's smoking a joint. You can't see me, but that's what my chimp's doing right now. I'm blowing it in my face and going, it's Friday night. How are you not having a wee drink? You've had a hard week. You should relax. Have a wee drink. You only live once. Life's too short. Do you recognise all this from that wee chimp? It's been pure naughty and it's saying all this stuff. Then the other, the human part of me is going like this I don't want to. I want to wake up fresh tomorrow and I want to not have drank. I want to prove to myself. But the chimp's like that. What's the point? Life is too short. Have a wee drink. It's not going to kill MD. But who do you listen to? So you're meant to listen to your human. Your human is, to me, making logical sense. The chimp is being cheeky there. And it's got the rumination It's making you think about it. So see when you have a drink, that just shuts that chimp up. And I get that because I'm like that with the kids. Wah, wah, they want something, they want something, they want something, fucking do my nut. And then I give them it and it shuts them up. Do you know what I mean? So I get it. I get you just want to shut it up. But you need to, like, what I find helpful with this type of thing is you need to ask yourself... What is your actual goals of your health? Do you want to be a healthy person? So next time your chimp's like that, blowing a vape in your face, it's Friday night, what are we doing tonight? night? we getting on it? Are we getting on it? You want to say to yourself, what would a healthy person do right now? A healthy person probably isn't going to. They're probably going to fucking foam roll and then they're going to go to the gym in the morning. They're going to do yoga on the Friday night. They're not going to have to rely on the wine, right? They're not going to give in to the chimp. A healthy person would probably do that. So if you want to be a healthy person, you're going to need to do what a healthy person would do. So you're also kind of taking that choice out of your hands. It's like, it's either that way or it's that way, right? Another thing that I ask my clients when they are relying on alcohol quite a lot is why? Why do you need to drink? Some people will fob me off with, it's just the culture here, it's just what we do here. It's not what I do, I'm from here and I don't do it. But again, it's a subject you've got to be very careful of pushing too far, do you know what I mean? So, like, I I don't do it, okay, it's the culture, but you don't need to do it. You get people who say peer pressure from the friends. Personally, your friend peer pressure on you and you have an alcohol. Are you 15? No. So, I don't really buy that either however there's this thing called numbing now it's something that we do we might do it and you're unaware that you're doing this numbing but we can numb our life basically you know so sometimes the use of alcohol can be quite deep-rooted maybe you're not just dealing with a feeling of stress us as little humans don't like to feel uncomfortable we don't like to feel stressed if we can get some short-term relief we'll do it Fair enough, we're hardwired to seek comfort. But in the long run, it's not going to be comfortable for you in terms of your health. So, is it numbing that you're doing? Are you bored? Are you a bit fucking miserable? Does it come to Friday night and you've got nothing to do? I get that. Maybe all your pals do drink and it's just too hard to go and listen to drunk people. That's when you would need to like find a community and a tribe of women that aren't wanting to drink and maybe there is things for you to go and do. Now, I'm lucky Stacey doesn't drink. She'll have the odd red wine if we go up to my mum's. Mum's up your drink pusher. Have a wee wine hen. Um, so she'll maybe have that but then she gets a fucking migraine. She's out the game for two days. She's a pure lightweight. So she doesn't drink so I'm not getting that sort of like oh she's wanting to go out in the fucking booze and to me that's just I'm not really compatible with that person. My exes in the past maybe that was the kind of lifestyle they had out partner the phone in the morning. I'm passing them as I'm going to the gym just not compatible. So I would think there would be need to be a conversation there with your partner, like even suggestion suggesting that you maybe do some more stuff that doesn't involve alcohol. Same chat with your friends. Why don't you just go and do some stuff? Maybe you just want to learn something together and that's what you would have to do. It's so easy to fall into this habit of numbing, drinking another Friday night passes got through it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you need to really think to yourself and you really need to make the effort with yourself. And I mean, that's if you're wanting to stop drinking. See if you're not and you're like that. Ah, I'm drinking right now. Well, just know what it's doing to your health. And it's not good. I'm not going to kid you on. I'm not going to kid you on like other people do. There's no point. I'm going to tell you the fucking hard truth. You might not like me, but it's true, right? Then I just want you to kind of touch more on... Um, so consuming alcohol during perimenopause can exasperate symptoms and contribute to additional health risks. Not so good. So the health center that did all these studies highlight that alcohol used during men perimenopause can worsen the symptoms. Is that what you want? Is that what you really want? So increase in the risk of serious health conditions such as the heart disease, osteoporosis, and breast cancer, that's obviously your they are your worst case scenario. Alcohol can specifically aggravate common and troublesome symptoms of perimenopause like mood swings we don't know sleep disruption now herein lies a huge issue in itself this isn't just perimenopause but alcohol yes it will sedate you it doesn't give you a good quality of sleep If you're not getting a good quality of sleep, there's lots of stuff that should be happening that's not happening. So how on the fucking earth are you going to feel good? See, when people have like a a lot of alcohol and they say to me that they don't feel this, they're not feeling that, they're awake at the doctors every other week, this and that, I'm shocked that they're baffled by their poor health. I'm like, I would be fucking bamboozled if you felt good. I would maybe start drinking then. But do you know what I mean? You need to make these choices and put a bit of effort into your health and yourself and stop kidding yourself on if you're sinking two bottles of wine a week and then you're not feeling well and you're away getting hormones tested. Nah, what to do is cut alcohol out for three months and see if you feel any better, you know, and see if you're not able to do that. Then seek Help from you don't need to join obviously Alcohol Anonymous, but there's loads of things on Instagram, Facebook that will help support you, give you some good tips. People are on the same boat with this. You are not alone, right? You are not alone. So it can also exasperate things like hot flushes. Oh no, you don't want that. Fuck me. The hot flushes been worse. It's difficult because I understand, I understand life. So what else can we do to successfully stop drinking alcohol? Had to be research, see what we could see. Things that were recommended by Cleveland Clinic. Number one was understand your relationship with alcohol. Begin by assessing your drinking habits and understanding the patterns. Consider factors like how often you drink, the situation or the moods that trigger your drinking and impact of alcohol in your life so there you go, so understand your relationship with alcohol, I think that is actually number one you know I think that you need to have an honest look at it as well and not kid yourself on, not fob yourself off with, oh, it's just because it's oh, it's Scotland, look oh, it's Friday oh, it, have an honest look at why you're doing it and then maybe journal about it and as soon as you can kind of work on that I think that really just shifts your mindset you know Number two from these guys was set a date and stick to it. If your goal is to quit drinking entirely it's often more effective to stop it all at once rather than gradually weaning yourself off it. Set a concrete date for quitting and inform your family and friends about the decision so that you've got a wee bit of support from them. It's a good idea as well. Then it's done. Do you know what I mean? So many clients I get go, I'm going to do so October the third week of October they've been drinking. So they've not done it. They've not done it. So be aware of your triggers. Identify and avoid triggers that prompt you to drink. This includes people. I don't know if you can get rid of Jim, but if he's pissing you off, do you know what I mean? Places or even objects associated with drinking. Drinking. So we've got lots of that. There's associations with drinking. It's Friday night. There's a program on. This is what you do. See if that is the case. You'll need to replace it with some nice non-alcoholic something. So put it in the fancy glass. Make it with ice. Put a bit of lime in it. Do you know what I mean? Prove to yourself. And also sitting with a nice drink it's just as good plus see things like trip and the other al- non-alcoholic drinks they've got these wee botanicals in them that can actually help you feel relaxed as well so find community was number four engaging in activities that don't involve alcohol can help reinforce your new sober lifestyle and that can be hard this can be hard this is probably why actually i I'm probably really busy with work, if I'm being honest, is I'm not really on the same page as a lot of people my own, my own age here in Scotland. Cause it a lot of that drinking, you know, I work night out. It's not going to be like, let's go and do paintball or go karting. It's let's go for a drink. So I get that, but you need to find that community because you're wanting to feel like you can sort of rely on people, get support when you're maybe feeling like, oh, I might have a drink, you know, get other people's stories makes you feel like you're not the only person. So that is important. Now, a bit of a one that you think no, but consider professional support as number five. Therapy can be beneficial for understanding the deeper reasons behind your drinking and for developing new healthier habits. Very true. Um, a few weeks ago, and I was telling you guys we were doing some shadow work in the membership with our yoga lady, Natalie, and this was the biggest shift in my growth as a person was looking into the deepest darkest bits of my personality I was seeing things that I do now I can recognize when things are unfolding a bit weird for me because I understand and I shone light onto those things about myself that I didn't like or the reasons I'm doing certain things so this finding that professional support you shouldn't feel ashamed of that it's maybe what you need check in with your body for signs of detox is number six so be aware of the physical and emotional effects of stopping alcohol i would be interested if anyone is listening to the podcast does it goes and then kind of has these effects so i would like to know so keep in touch with me so you might have headaches trouble sleeping anxiety um that that would be symptoms that aren't Like severe withdrawal from alcohol if you are an alcoholic you would really need to seek professional help and medical intervention to help you come off of the alcohol but again if it's because we're having it you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday are we headed the dog on Sunday and we're trying to stop you will get some withdrawal effects so I would like you to keep me in the loop about that but anyway I'm going to leave this episode with you your health is in your own hands I've told you the facts told you it's not good for you so I'd like you to now try and implement it. If you're struggling reach out to me. Another thing because a few of you are asking is the membership opening. Now the membership isn't opening until January but I've got another few things in the pipeline that I think you all really love for next year. Anyway, I'm going to do that annoying thing and go away now and not tell you what they are. Bye! <laughs>